0: Hey there, real quick before we jump into today's topic, I have some exciting news. I'm hosting a limited time masterclass next week, and it's 100% free. It's called Three Expert Secrets to Reverse Insulin Resistance Without Cutting Carbs, Dieting, or Taking Medications. This training is for women with PCOS who know that food plays a major role in managing insulin resistance and PCOS but have already tried countless diets with nothing to show for it. Are you one of these women? Well, this masterclass is going to help you so much. It's for women who are ready to stop yo-yo dieting and start balancing hormones with proven strategies and sustainable healthy habits. I am going to teach you all of that. In this one hour long masterclass, I'm going to be sharing the exact method that I teach my clients to lower insulin And this allows them to not only reduce cravings and fatigue, but also restore a natural menstrual cycle, reverse stubborn symptoms like acne and weight gain and bloating, all of the things women with PCOS commonly struggle with. When you join me live, you'll also get the opportunity to ask me questions, learn my top tips and tricks for ditching quick fix solutions, and discover how you can finally feel amazing in your body, stop stressing over food, and balance hormones with ease. This class is free, like I said, but you do need to save your seat. So I want you to go to daphnachazen.com forward slash masterclass. Again, daphnachazen.com forward slash masterclass, and you're going to be able to reserve your spot right there. After you do that, I want you to mark it on your calendar. Make sure you show up live. I do have a special offer at the end of the masterclass to work with me and really take your results to the next level. So be sure to put it on your calendar and I cannot wait to connect with you then. Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. One of the things I strongly believe is that health is 50% what we do and 50% what we think. Mindset makes a huge difference in someone's health journey. And we become very in tune with our body and we see a huge difference in behavior when someone becomes aware of their own thoughts and beliefs, especially the false ones, the ones that aren't serving us, the ones that we keep on repeat, even though we know that they're not good for us. And if you have some of these thoughts, especially around dieting, we're going to challenge them today. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about the mantras that are not your fault, right? We've all been exposed to some of these messages, but at the end of the day, they're not good for us. They're not serving us. They're keeping us stuck and they're also impacting our mental health and maybe even our physical health. So we're going to talk about all of this And I really want to challenge you to look at your own behavior and say, wow, this is me. I've been doing this and it's probably true that it's not serving me, right? I want you to be open-minded about it and I want you to challenge yourself with these beliefs and really, you know, understand that some of the things that we take at face value are totally made up and they're totally not true. And we're kind of following these rules blindly, not realizing they're leading us down the wrong path path. And what I'm also going to try to do is offer some new beliefs and thoughts and mantras to you that I hope you'll adopt. I'll hope you'll accept with open arms and kind of start believing things that are a lot more positive, less stressful. And at the end of the day, this is going to help improve not just your mental health, but your physical health as well, which is, of course, what we're all here for, right? Okay, the first diet mantra I want to talk about is really common. It's that food is good or bad. You have all or nothing thinking, right? You're either on a diet or off a diet. There's no other option. And here's what happens. I'm either good or bad, which means that there are foods that are allowed and foods that are not allowed. And when I eat the foods that are not allowed, I am bad because that food is bad, right? My behavior is bad, which means I'm a bad person. So this is not just about restriction, meaning I can't eat certain foods, it's also self-judgment, right? I'm really criticizing my own choices and I'm starting to make some conclusions about whether or not I'm a good person. This ultimately can really reduce my confidence and make me believe that not only am I not a good person, I can't even figure things out or I'm too weak because I keep eating the bad foods, quote unquote. And then on the flip side, if I'm eating quote unquote good and healthy all the time, I could probably very quickly develop food FOMO, right? Have you ever been there where you're trying to be quote unquote good, but you're constantly thinking about the other foods and there's this increased desire for the quote unquote bad stuff, right? Over time, this can majorly increase the risk for binge eating, for impulsive eating because it's 100% not possible to eat perfectly all the time. So burnout and frustration and resentment is inevitable. And so we never want to be in the good or bad side. We never want to take sides. We never even want to think about food in these terms because truly healthy people eat all kinds of foods and they eat food for different reasons. Some people eat food, certain foods, just for pleasure. Some people eat certain foods, Because they're healthy and they make their body feel good. So there's a whole variety. There's a huge gamut of reasons why people eat certain foods. And some of them may be under the category of healthy and some are not so healthy. But they can still be there and they can still be a part of what you eat every single day. It doesn't have to be that you're either good or bad. We have to step out of this black and white thinking because, again, mentally, it's very, very taxing on your brain to constantly be evaluating things in terms of good or bad. What you want to do is eat in a way that you can live with for the rest of your life. So balance is important. Everything can fit in the right frequency, in the right amount. We don't want to eliminate entire food groups like carbs or say gluten is bad for PCOS or dairy is bad for PCOS because then it becomes this power struggle, right? It becomes this constant fight between me and food. There's a constant power struggle between me and bread or pasta. And it's okay to eat just for pleasure. It's okay to eat certain foods just because we want them. There doesn't need to be a reason or some type of higher, you know, health justification for why we're eating something, okay? It's not healthy mentally to constantly be in this dichotomy of good or bad, black or white, all or nothing. We really have to ditch that. No one can live like that. It doesn't even make sense. And at the end of the day, you're becoming more and more rigid when you do that. And that can lead to disordered eating very quickly. And so one of the biggest shifts that you can make here is constantly think about how do I want to live my life? And am I eating in a way that helps me live a peaceful life with food freedom and without rules? And you can actually ask yourself periodically, can I live my life eating in this way? Is my current relationship with food positive? And if the answer is no, you know that that's an area that you need to do some work in. And that's an area that you may want to pay attention to. And every time that you label a food as good or bad, You want to kind of catch yourself and gain awareness into why you're doing that and what is really the truth, right? If you eat a certain food, obviously it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make your day be bad, right? Women tell me all the time, I'm good all day, but then at night I'm bad. Well, we don't even want to use these terms. What does that mean, right? It's so subjective and we absolutely don't want to label food or ourselves in this way Because again, it's not really giving you any sort of action plan or idea as to how to step out of that all or nothing thinking. And that's really where you should be spending your time. The next one that's really common is I might as well. The day is totally shot, right? So if you ate something and you're saying, well, what's the point? I already ate pizza, so I might as well eat X, Y, and Z next, Well, this is another form of all or nothing thinking, right? You can absolutely start your day over again at any point. You always have a choice. So nothing is shot. You know, you don't have to wait until the day is over or the weekend is over or the week, because again, you'll never start if you're constantly waiting for a perfect day. Okay, so even if you started your day with a muffin and a sugary beverage and you know that that's not the best option for your body. There's absolutely no reason why the rest of your day can't be balanced, right? You can absolutely make a different choice next time. You can absolutely make a different choice at the next meal for that day. What you can't do is change what you already did. And so we don't want to feel bad about it. We don't want to harp on it. We want to move forward. And there's a really great analogy that my friend and fellow dietitian Liz De Robertis uses, and that is the GPS analysis. And it says that, you know, when you go into your car, you plug in your destination and you start driving, if you make a wrong turn, your GPS doesn't tell you, well, forget it, go home, you're never gonna get there or continue to make wrong turns until your destination, right? What it does is it recalculates for you. It shows you how to get back on track. And so this is the same thing. If you had something that you don't feel great about, maybe it wasn't the best choice for your body, you can absolutely make a different choice at the next meal and continue on with your day. All right, the next mantra is, I'm trying so hard, I should be seeing XYZ result by now. Well, who says? Who says how long it should take? There is no deadline for your results. We do not need added pressure and imposing deadlines on ourselves in this situation. Hormone balance is a long game. Patience is important and giving up is not an option. So even if it takes a little bit more time, who cares? You're still going there. You're still going to get to your desired results. And if it takes a little bit longer, it is what it is, right? So I want you to think about switching from what I call microwave mentality to crock pot mentality, right? Microwave, you put the thing in 30 seconds, it's done. It doesn't work that way in real life, okay? And I think that having things like TikTok and all these other very quick content and instant gratification videos online is making our expectations worse, okay? In real life, things take time. There is no microwave. There's only a crock pot, right? A slow cooker. Slow and steady wins the race, okay? Your long-term results are here to stay. You just have to stay consistent And make sure that what you're doing is sustainable so that you can see those results and you can reap those benefits for years to come. So it's not a race. It's not about who gets there fastest. It's not about how much weight you can lose in the shortest amount of time. That is setting you up for failure. That is setting you up for disappointment. It's really a form of self sabotage. And so we have to switch and make sure that we're going low and slow. We're in it for the long haul. We're not expecting a 30 second microwave meal. We're expecting something really good that's going to simmer for a long time, but at the end of the day, it's going to be the best thing that you've experienced because you worked hard for it, you did it the right way, and the results are going to be here to stay and not have to, you know, you're not going to have to start over again because you did a quick fix or a Band-Aid solution that's only lasting for a couple months, okay? And I think the key to ditching this diet mantra is finding a plan that's enjoyable, that you actually love following and again, is easy to stick with long-term. Which brings me to the fourth mantra that I want you to ditch, and that is, this is going to be hard and unenjoyable. And when I say this, I mean the whole healthy eating or weight loss or reversing PCOS symptom situation, right? this whole healthy eating journey. We often feel like healthy eating is a punishment. And that's, again, what diets have taught us, right? There are long lists of forbidden foods. There's, you know, working out to burn off calories or burn off that meal or that meal, compensation, very obsessive behaviors around portions and ingredients, overanalyzing everything to the point where you think about food all the time. And food becomes an enemy. It becomes a chore It becomes something that you're scared of. But in reality, and at least in my world and the way that I see things, it is a great positive thing to take care of your body. And so your healthy eating journey shouldn't feel like any of those things. It shouldn't feel hard. It shouldn't feel like a chore. It shouldn't feel like restriction. It should feel great. And the decisions that you make and support your health goals should be something that you're proud of. You need to feel empowered to take charge of your health from a loving place, not from a place of hating yourself or wanting to suffer through the process or resenting your body. And I say this with pain because I've been there and I know many women who are currently in that situation really struggling. And so the healthy eating journey should be your ticket to freeing yourself from food rules. You want to be able to choose foods that feel great, that you actually enjoy, that, you know, anything can fit without any judgment or any self-criticism. And from that place, you can truly heal. From that place, you can really manage PCOS successfully. You cannot do that from a negative place. You can't heal from a place of feeling like you're not enjoying the process or that this sucks, or here I go again, eating this lame salad, right? That's not a good mindset to be in. That is not something that can ever last. So seeing managing PCOS successfully as part of who you are and what you do every single day, not because you have to, but because you want to, and you want to be the best version of yourself, and you want to make sure that your body is nourished, and that you're actually treating your body with honor and respect that can allow you to stop feeling trapped in your body and stop forcing yourself to follow things that you don't enjoy. And so I want you to ask yourself every single day, what delicious meals can I eat today? What enjoyable healthy habits can I practice? What are some of the things that I know are balanced and great for my body that I also love doing? And believe me, you're gonna find things. There are gonna be long lists of things that you could do that you actually enjoy, feel good, you look forward and you get excited about them and they happen to also be great for you, okay? So it's under the surface sometimes. We're so used to going about this in a negative way. We're so programmed to punish ourselves and to do things that, you know, eat things or work out in a way that we quote unquote should be doing. There's no should. You definitely don't wanna use the word should, I want you to only do things that you genuinely enjoy and like, but also are great for your body. And those things are easier to find than you may think. Number five is I don't have enough motivation. This is a common mistake. And I can tell you, neither do I. Nobody does. So we don't need to think about motivation. We don't need to rely on it. It's kind of like leaving things up to chance. Relying on motivation is like saying, well, we'll see what happens. If I feel like it, I'll do it. Let me tell you, you're not going to feel like it, right? Everyone's motivation is short-lived. It's limited. And oftentimes, your motivation is not going to show up for you when you need it most. So relying on motivation is basically like saying, I'm never going to start. Because most people cannot get enough motivation to get themselves started. You're not going to sit on the couch one day and a whole dose of motivation is going to kind of fall on you and you're going to be all good to go. And even if it does, even if something does motivate you, again, it's usually short-lived. We cannot rely on it long-term. And hormone health is a long game. Like we just said, it's going to take time. So if we're only going off of motivation, it's almost a guarantee that we're not going to make it to the finish line, right? We're not going to have enough of it in order to take us all the way throughout the whole journey, right? This is why it's called a journey. It's not called a sprint. It takes time. And so what we need instead of motivation and kind of putting all the eggs in the motivation basket, we need a plan and we need someone to guide you through it. And that's going to be a lot more effective than having motivation. Okay, your motivation will build on your results. Your motivation is going to grow the more you learn, the more you change your habits. And that's what's going to propel you forward, because once you see that something's working, and you get motivated and excited about it, you're going to be even more committed. You're going to recommit yourself to the process. And that's a beautiful thing. And it happens all the time inside my programs. So I know for sure, I know for a fact that this is the right order. We come up with a plan first, we see those results, then we get motivated. Motivation is not step number one. All right, let's recap. We're keeping it short and sweet today. Mantra number one that I want you to ditch is food is good or bad. Number two is, I already ate XYZ, so what's the point? Number three is, I should be farther along by now. Number four is, getting healthy is going to suck. Number five is, I just don't have enough motivation. All of these are false beliefs, okay? I really want you to give this some thought and challenge yourself. Introduce some new beliefs to replace these because these are keeping you stuck, Now, it's going to take time to make those mindset shifts. It doesn't happen overnight. But if it's going to help you be more gentle with yourself, if it's going to help you create a healthier relationship with food and your body, it's well worth the effort. Okay, so please don't skip this. Don't fall victim to limiting beliefs. Make sure that you're doing the work on your mindset right along with changing your habits so that your transformation can be amazing and complete and as smooth as possible. That's what I wish you. All right. Well, I hope today's episode gave you some food for thought, and I'd love to connect with you. So feel free to message me on Instagram. I'm at PCOS_Nutritionist_Daphna. And also, if you have 30 seconds, I'd be so grateful if you left me a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps me reach more women who need help, And if you send me a DM with a screenshot of your review, I will give you a downloadable PDF that covers all the blood work that you need to get from your doctor in order to start managing PCOS more successfully. It's a PDF guide that's super valuable and I'm gifting it to anyone who leaves me a review because I wanna be generous and I wanna make sure that I grow the podcast and reach more women as quickly as possible. All right, so your help is much appreciated. And I will see you here again next time. Bye for now.